they arrived. Finally, they arrived there after us having to do a lot of things to keep guests entertained. They finally arrived there. Uh, when they arrived there, the conditions that they brought the food into the venue was like, what is this? Welcome, welcome you and all to another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast, where we talk about Latino everything. Thank you very much for being here. I'm your host, Crispin Valentin. Thank you very much for the opportunity to check us out today. Make sure that you go and subscribe to the channel. Give us a like, leave us a comment. If you are enjoying the content, it's very important for us whenever you go and subscribe because it helps us grow. We continue to grow thanks to you. So thank you very much. Today, we have an amazing individual. I've seen her in action. I just know for sure that she's amazing because I've seen her do her thing. A wedding coordinator of the DFW area, Texas and beyond. She does English and Spanish. Originaria de Mazatlán, Sinaloa. Yes. Yeah. Owner of, and, uh, owner of weddings by Mireya. Mireya en la casa. Hello. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. And you? Thank you. Thank you for inviting me over here to your podcast. Absolutely. Again, I've seen you in action. I love to represent different types of individuals doing, doing amazing things. As, as I mentioned, I've seen you in action plenty of times. And I thought you were pretty cool. Pretty cool to work with. And I'm pretty sure you have an amazing story también. Thank you. Pero primero, we're going to do a segment that I like to call Preguntas al Chile. Preguntas al Chile. Do you like this? Preguntas you al like Chile. That? A lot of people already hear it. And then when you put them in a hot chair, they just start panicking. They don't know which one to pick. <laughs> Lista. Tacos o tortas. Tacos. Corn tortilla or flour tortilla. Corn tortillas. Gorditas o sopes. Gorditas. Jarritos o Mexican coca. Mexican coca. Agua de horchata, jamaica o tamarindo. Horchata. Horchata. Salsa verde or salsa roja. Always salsa verde. Yes, team salsa verde all day. <laughs> I'm just saying. Burritos or quesadillas. Mm, ugh, I don't like them. Either? Yeah, no. Cool, cool, cool. Menudo or pozole. 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 Churros or flan. Churros. De cajeta. De cajeta. Mm. <laughs> Valentina, Tapatío, Cholula, or Tabasco, hot sauce. Valentina. Nice. Las conchitas, the pastries. <laughs> it's funny because you have, you have a conchita vendor sometimes, uh -huh. which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, the brown ones, the white ones, or the pink ones? The white ones. The white ones. Yeah. Shout out to you for letting me take a bunch of them to my family. <laughs> I took like a dozen. <laughs> we didn't do that uh, person that the event was for that day. <laughs> All right, this was a little different, uh, completely different than the other question. A conspiracy theory that you heard one time, then when you heard it, it's like, man, that has to be true. Well, that could really be true. Ah, uh, los aliens. Aliens? Yes. You think so? Yes, because I had experiences and that's weird, and uh -huh. I don't know what's real and what's not real, So, okay. but I do believe on that. Okay, so tell me the story. What happened? I, w I used to live in Kaufman back then, mm -hmm. and I was driving from Mesquite, to a Kaufman. So mm -hmm. you got to go through uh, Forney. That's a new... Uh, back then, it was kind of like a growing area. It's still growing, but... So, so it's more country. There was no lights, Harley. 
there was some lights, but uh-huh. not like right now. Gotcha. So like we were like literally driving. I was by myself actually. And then there were like this white round lights that came down. I would say like this, honestly, like really? the light you have right here. Yeah. And literally like bajaron all the way down to like the the um como donde están los carros. And everybody from that side stopped and from my lane too. Because we were freaking out. We so didn't know what it was. all your side. People even yes. around your side. Yes. And I couldn't, like, I couldn't do nothing. I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what, if I should record. I should not record. So out of nowhere, se volvieron a subir. Y ya. No se vieron. And then what happened to all the people that were around you that stopped? All of us, we were freaking out. We just, like, agarramos y nos fuimos. We were so scared. <laughs> so scared. Yes. I don't know what to think about that. Yeah. How, how year, what year was this? 2015. No. 2016. 2016. Yes. You still remember? Yes. Were you like terrified? Were you thought like, oh my God, all these movies that they talk about this, this is really happening right now? Mm, I mean, I didn't know what to think at that point. I was like, me van a llevar los aliens. Me van a llevar los aliens. Okay. When you hear the word Latino, Latina, Latinx, what first pops to mind? Um, I don't know so many things. My background. Mm-hmm. Everything about me, I mean. Awesome. So you do, uh, like, that they call you Latina? Uh, do you mind if they call you Latina? Do you care? Do you rather be Mexicana? Uh, uh, human being? I don't really mind. I, I'm really, I don't really get offended easily by those things. I, right. I, some people don't know the difference, and mm-hmm. some people, they really don't care about it. Right. I really, I'm like, I don't care. That's awesome. All right, so let's start a little bit. So, were you born in Mazatlan, Sinaloa? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. How long ago was it that you got? That you came to the United States? In two thousand and four. Two thousand and four. Yes. Do you remember your journey to the states? Yes. How was it? Can you share with us? Yes. <laughs> so we got here as illegal immigrants. Uh, uh-huh. I have DACA right now, uh, but I remember the <laughs> the journey. Really? It was uh, it was kind of hard a little bit. Yeah, of course. Um. Este, so we travel from Mazatlán to San Luis where we have um, a lot of family. And from there to here, pues cruzamos el río. We got deported the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember que nos agarró la migra. And then it, they put you in those little cuartitos that are so cold. Yeah. Pero, uh, sí, yo no me acuerdo bien, pero my mom knew how to prep us with some questions that they were going to ask us and this and that. I don't even know. Yo no sé ni cómo me acordé de las preguntas because my mom was so scared mm-hmm. that supposedly they will say that they will, like, they can say that you're not actually, um, you know, her daughter and they will take you somewhere y no sé qué tanto. Yeah. So my mom had, like, a lot of questions that we had to memorize for to make sure we were answering the same thing. But, hey, we we did right. <laughs> so, awesome. and then nos deportaron, and then we um, we tried for the second time. Uh, I think it was the following day. Um, y pues ya, de ahí pasamos. So, I don't know. How old were you at that time? Twelve. Twelve. Twelve years mm-hmm. old. And yeah. did all your family come at once, or was it just your, your the, the uh, siblings? My siblings and my mom. My dad was already here. So your dad was the one that was already here. He's yes. the one that, you know, pretty sure made arrangements, call people, mm-hmm. uh, pay the money yes. to bring you over there. Yes. So you get caught and you get processed. Yes. How is it when you get caught? How does it feel getting caught? 
Ay, yo estaba muy chiquita. Yeah. So kind of like, I guess if it will happen to me right now, it will be another story. But it's, you don't really get it at 12. It's like, okay, pues you're not really understanding everything that's going on. Eh, pero pues si te suben a, a un carro, it was like an SUV, ya vas viendo like todo así en el freeway que te suben y vas uh -huh. viendo las luces de los lados. I remember que pasamos una Walmart y luego ya llegamos al detention center y yeah. ya te toman huellas. And I remember this family that was there, the, the guy, un muchacho, pero yo creo tenía como 17 años, uh -huh. traía en todo su cuerpo, o sea, dinero, como que se lo pegaron con cinta yeah. y ya se lo estaban terminando de contar y eran 17 mil pesos. Mm. Y entonces el, el oficial le pregunta, why are you carrying so much money? You can just be, you can just go back to your country with this. And the guy was like, no, porque esto no, con esto no sobrevivo para siempre. And eso siempre se me quedó aquí como que dije, pues, you know, people are wanting to leave for a better opportunity. Right, Pero right. sí, sí me acuerdo que le preguntó un oficial así que de dónde era y era de pues un pueblito bien chiquito de allá de por Guerrero y he's like no allá está la vida muy difícil so de Guerrero that's where he was from yeah and he just taped the money to his body yeah. para, con, al cuerpo lo tenía mm -hmm. wow that's crazy and then uh, so did they keep you together or did they separate no, you no they do separate you they like, separate you with, was, with those with those intentions that they're gonna question you mm -hmm. make sure that you are kids to, to the your mom yeah Wow. Yeah, la segunda vez when you crossed over, ya llegan. How does that feel? Good. It was like, oh, okay, well, we didn't get caught today. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, did y'all come directly here to the DFW area or para dónde van? Sí. Bueno, llegamos a... ¿Cómo se llama? Soy mala para oh, los okay. nombres. Pero eh, no llegamos aquí. Obviamente, llegas ahí a un lugar en la border, en el, en, on the border. On y the ya border de ahí te, te, te mandan para acá. Pero... Mm -hmm. Oh, llegamos a Austin. Yeah, went to Austin. Austin. Y de ahí, I, we have a lot of family there. De mm -hmm. ahí ya nos venimos para acá. Yeah. Cuando yo llegué, también crucé uh, igual que tú, pero yo me cruzaron en una inner tube, uh, crossing the inner tube, oh. under a fence, across a softball field, mm -hmm. and waited at a Whataburger. I think it was a Whataburger to make sure that the migra wasn't coming. Oh, wow. And then finally, after that, we go into the car, go to a hotel, shower, get ready. And then we were supposed to be a lady's kids, pretending to mm -hmm. be her kids, so we can fly to Dallas. And we landed here in Dallas somewhere. Wow. Pero no nos agarraron. They didn't get us. That's good. Yeah, they didn't get us the first time. So being from Mexico, being from Mazatlán, having a life, I don't know how your life was over there. I know si era pueblo or it was a town. How was your... Um, es como entre los dos. Uh -huh. Porque yo soy de, de Mazatlán. Pero estoy como a media hora de la playa, de ahí del, del puerto, del, nice. ¿cómo se llama? de um, Pues de ahí de la playa. Not next to the beach. Ajá. Uh -huh. Nice. So it's, it's a little bit of both, but is it way different compared to getting to Austin? Because it's, it's, for me, cuando yo llegué, it was way different. Like, I had never seen a lot of the things that I see when I, when I got here comparado to Mexico, mm. for me. No, no, porque honestamente no era como un pueblo o rancho, rancho yeah. que diga yo, oh, I haven't been exposed. Mis papás sí nos sacaban, hacía varias cosas y pues todos los mandados de que la comida tienes que ir a, a Mazatlán. Ahí, pues, o sea, soy de Mazatlán, pero el lugar se llama El Castillo. El Castillo. And you drive like 30 minutes to there and estás ahí donde están todas las tiendas, la mm -hmm. playa y todo eso. So, 
Pues honestamente no, simplemente yo creo las casas están hechas diferente, allá uh -huh. todas son de como de ladrillo o de uh -huh. bloques ya, yeah. entonces pues era nada más la diferencia del material, pero no, no era como, como una gran diferencia que yo notaba. Yeah. Well, I guess because of my age too. Yeah, that's possible too. Did you, mom, your dad ever explain to you why they wanted to bring you all? Was there not a lot of opportunities happening over there? So, en ese entonces, allá en Mazatlán, estaba muy feo. Estaba mm. muy caliente todo. Entonces. ¿Te refieres al respecto de cartel, uh -huh, actividades así, sí. cosas así? Entonces. ¿Pesado, pesado? Sí, fue yeah. cuando empezó todo. Entonces, mm. mi, mi papá ya se quería venir para este lado, ¿verdad? Porque obviamente las oportunidades allá, si no son las mismas cuando no estudiaste right. y todo eso, y ya para sobrevivir con tres hijas y pues mamá y papá, o sea, tienes que involucrarte en, en algo para poder sobrevivir back then, right? Yeah. And I feel like it was getting close to them. And they're like, you know what, we need to go, porque estas están creciendo, things can happen. Ya oíamos que la vecina, qué tal, esto y el otro. And we were mm. like, mi mamá, yo me acuerdo que ella decía que ella tenía mucho miedo como que like, nos fuera a pasar o que nos fueran a robar o que, you know, things that happen con, right. con los carteles y todo. Entonces allá, este, pues that's why my dad decided to come here. Y ya después de unos años, mi mamá was like, this is like not good. We can be by ourselves. We need to go. Y ya yeah. por eso, we came over here. Awesome. That's great. I mean, uh, some people might not even understand the reason why people keep coming over, you know, to the United States for whatever reason. It's just like, unfortunately, the area that you were at, your mom had concerns of something happening to you all maybe even kidnapped, whatever the case might be from people that are not in the making the best decisions in life. And, uh, you know, why not seek a better opportunity? So, you know. But y'all were doing all right over there in Mexico as far as a living or no tanto o más sí, o menos? Sí, es because mi papá ya estaba aquí, entonces como carencias, carencias que yo te diga no, porque he was already here, but he wasn't with us. So it's like, You pick and choose. You either have struggle with stuff or you have your, you know, you don't have your family member. O sea, ¿qué quieres? Yeah. Y a mi mamá también se le hacía como muy pesado como ser puras mujeres y estar sola y no como había como un hombre que nos cuidara. Y hasta cierto punto me acuerdo que mi hermana, la más grande, pues como que ya tenía ella, ya iba a cumplir 15 años y ya a esa edad ya se empezaban a casar allá, yo me acuerdo mm, yeah. y mi mamá yo creo que también estaba como que, ay, se va a casar mi hija la más grande, mejor vámonos pero las grandes pero tan chiquitas, normalmente sí, 15 años right? sí, 15 no, but like, hay, hay compañeras de ella de la escuela que a esa edad se casaron es Eso. típico allá, ¿verdad? es algo que pasa, sucede, es just kind of normal Not, in ever, no, not anymore. Uh -huh. Antes sí. Antes yo me acuerdo de la edad de nosotros, así bien jovencillos, ya se casaban y you're like, what? Pero ahorita ya no. Like, whenever, like, cuando hablo así con familia o conocidos de allá, ya no pasa como antes. Yo uh -huh. creo que era antes. Antes era más como un escape de la realidad de lo que vivían en su familia por abusos de, you know, de todos los tipos o carencias que tenían, tenían en su casa, entonces como que yo, porque lo he platicado con gente que ha pasado, por eso lo digo, eran, querían como escapar de eso que estaban viviendo 
pero no se ponían a pensar dónde iban a terminar y en veces terminaban peor. Mm. Y, y ya estas conversaciones que yo he tenido con gente por curiosidad, como, ¿por qué te casaste tan joven? Oh, uh -huh. yo pensé que iba a salir de un lugar feo, iba a estar mejor, pero estuvo peor, mi esposo me pegaba, o esto y el otro, y I'm like, oh, that's why. Wow. So, también otra preocupación de tu mamá, that your, your uh, sisters might start Having one need to get married, or you know, I don't, I don't think it might have been the case because only y'all, y'all three, so maybe there was none of that other stuff going on that maybe she won, but it was a real thing happening at the yeah. time. You know, yeah, as a kid, you just get involved with school and everything else. Is there any thoughts during that time of you even doing coordinating or, or doing anything regarding to wedding at, weddings at that time? No, no, Nunca? nothing, nothing. Like, no. I never thought of anything. Yeah. But you really enjoy doing some type of logistics in general, right? Is that because you had a jobs that dealt with that, that kind of helped you realize that that's something you liked? Yeah, I I started working when I was uh, 14 years old. My my sister actually uh, was uh, a supervisor for this cleaning company in some, mm -hmm. you know, small venues y todo. And from there, like, cuando ella ya se casó, she needed a backup, y yo en veces la cubría, y entonces mm -hmm. I started managing people, managing hours, and this and that. And I really like that. I really like it. Y entonces, from there, I start uh, getting, you know, experience more and more on how to handle different things. Wow. Okay, so when, let's get into the, the company. So, you started Weddings by Mireya. When is the actual date that you start? Or was it by accident? somebody needed somebody to help and then you kind of realized that this might might be something you can do or how did that occur i think it was by accident because my friend uh -huh. back then now is my comadre she got married in 2016 um and she was like i need someone to help me coordinate my wedding i really need someone and i'm like i don't know anything about it But she knows I'm really bossy because back then I was man, uh, I was a coordinator in a youth group in my church. So, mm. of course, I was like, todo tiene que ser en orden and this and that. So she really liked that. That's why we get along because we're like that. <laughs> bossy <are> bossy. <laughs> yes. And she's like, oh, no, I, I'm going to tell you what to do and everything. So from that wedding, um, and I fell in love with it. But yeah. I was like, no, nah, I never really thought that there was like someone that did that I just liked it and I'm like okay te acabó la boda y todo pero luego empezó pasó el tiempo conocidos se casaron y oh yo te puedo ayudar con eso and they were like what this is a lot of work we never thought about it y ya les explicaba el proceso de una boda o así o así and they were like wow my goodness this is amazing I'm glad you're here to help me and then I remember I did uh, a friend's wedding And from that wedding, they called me like four people, random people. And I'm mm -hmm. like, how do you got my number? Like, how, who do you, like, what? And they're like, oh, es que, like, tu amiga me lo dio, and I really want you to help us. And then I was so scared. I'm like, no, because, like, I never done. Like, what if I do something wrong? What if, I don't know. And then my, I will always go back to my comadre, and she'll be like, but you were able to do it, and this and that. Yeah, she's the one that encouraged me to go ahead and do it. Mm -hmm. And, um... Back then, when I started, uh, my friend, I was working in the hospital. One of my friends from there got married, and I helped her on her wedding. And she's like, you should do this as a business. You should definitely do it as a business. Like, you have all the potential. Like, I, my day would have been nothing compared to what how it was if you were, wouldn't been there. Pero pues, como que todavía I was like, I'm scared, I'm scared. 
And then, like, she called me. Like, we were on the phone for, like, I don't know, maybe an hour. She was explaining me different things. ¿Cuánto debes de cobrar? And this and that. I Google. Was and she it's doing like, it? Yeah, because she she's like, ella también es, she's a type of, she's a type A person. She was like mm -hmm. Googling things like, look, Mireya, you can make this much money if you do this and this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. Like, but she was know. never doing it. She just wanted no, to encourage she you to, wanted to go ahead and do me. it. Okay. Yes. And then, ya me senté y dije, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? And I'm like, dije, bueno, let's go ahead and do it and see qué pasa. Mm -hmm. Hice mi primera boda. The couple was like really happy. Hice mi segunda boda, and the couple was happy, and I was like, I love it. <laughs> really? I really like um, the, um, ¿cómo se dice? Like, seeing the couples happy at the end, because they weren't really stressed about anything, that really, like, me llenaba mi corazón, y yo decía, oh, this is amazing. Y cuando venían los papás, oh, my goodness, gracias, nosotros no hicimos nada, we actually enjoy the party. This is what we wanted. Y como que decía, this is what I want to do. I want to help, you know, the couples and their mm -hmm. families so they can have a good time okay. in their events. Let's backtrack for the very first one that you did. Like, before you decided to go forward, what are the things that you, because you, at that time you said you really liked that. You really loved it at that moment. What were the things that you were seeing at that time? Even if you didn't, you were just doing, because you didn't really <laughs> know what you was doing. You were just doing What was the things that you're seeing and start realizing? I really like this. I really love this. The logistics, having mm. to put a, um, you know, a timeline together. A qué horas llega este? A qué horas llega el otro? But you can't do this because you gotta keep in mind that this vendor has to do this and this other vendor has to do that. So all the logistics, it was like it's amazing, and nobody was really thinking about those details. And I'm like, mm -hmm. but you can't do like this because you know, catering will be coming on the back and there's like not a door in this venue through here. So it's like, you gotta wait or mm -hmm. not do it or this and that. And the way my mind was working differently than the other person, like the, right. the, the couples, the questions that would come up to me that they never thought about it. And it was an issue if you re really don't, you know, address those issues. Mm -hmm. So I think that's why the way, you know, the logistics stuff. Okay. So what got you prepared to even uh, go ahead and help your your friend out with uh, your comadre with that first wedding? I know probably YouTube has something to do with it. Who else uh, kind of sort of guided you through what even, how can you begin and how can you actually execute at that time? Yeah, of course, YouTube. I did a lot of reading of books. I bought a lot of, um, like, people sell all kind of stuff online. So mm -hmm. you can, like, guides and everything. And I read everything. I read everything. I would, like, ask questions. I even, I have a, a vendor that I um, constantly talk to. She's from California. Mm -hmm. And she's amazing. She's amazing. Whenever I have any questions, I always ask her, hey, what do you think? What do you think about this and that? And I remember establishing that relationship with her um, since the beginning. So she's, like, there in my comadre. When we started, she was really good on detailing that timeline. That with that, until this day, that's what I use. The same timeline. Not the same timeline. Pretty close. But the the you know, I what I would. But the the layout. The layout, how it will go, mm -hmm. go, because most of the events are pretty much the same. Yeah. They have to have a star of and an end. You know, like they all have similar stuff. What is the name of that vendor? ¿Cómo se llama? Uh, the one that helped you out that you build a relationship with oh uh, weddings um, the wedding coordinator the wedding coordinator yes. se llama the wedding coordinator that's pretty yes. cool how did y'all meet 
online. Yeah. I just uh, sent her a message on social media and she yeah. answered. That's yeah. awesome. Okay, so fast forward. Why is there a hesitation? I mean, I know there's a big deal, right? Doing a wedding. It's an important day. You don't want to mess it up. Well, did you really kind of sort of start and analyze the reason why you were hesitant to just, just go ahead and pursue it? What kind of stopped you? I guess it's just being scared of, you know, not knowing what I was doing because I didn't have the experience like an actual vendor. And I'm like, what if I make a mistake? I don't want to ruin anybody's wedding or anybody's event. You know, like a bad vendor can really make make a huge mess and a mm -hmm. huge difference in a, someone's special day. So I didn't want to be that one vendor. Mm -hmm. So that's that was um, was pretty much giving me a hard time just, you know, to think about all that. And what made you go ahead and just decide that? Let me know what. Let's give it a go. My friend. She kept pushing Ali, you. yeah. She kept pushing you. She's like, do it, Medea, do it. And I'm like, no. She's like, you're so busy. You will be good at this. <laughs> like, you know what? Maybe I should. I don't know. And to tell you the truth, like, till this day, I don't do it for the money. Like, I don't do it. I do it because I like it. Mm -hmm. I really like it. Yeah. You can see you uh, enjoying yourself whenever you are in about and getting everybody in line, watching on the corner over there, just keeping an eye on everybody, making sure everything's flowing <laughs> yeah. correctly. Because I, I was watching, you and I realized that I was studying you at the time, but I'm, I know eventually we we're going to have an interview. I was like, oh, you start. And then you go and talk to whoever, <laughs> this person, whatever the case might be. So that's great. Okay, so you get, uh, yeah, now you got the flow. Now you got people that are finding you. You're getting referrals. Uh, word of mouth is starting to spread. And then how, when did you begin to consider making the actual name of the company or the name was going to be what it's going to be for you? Uh, and was there was, any other names? No, no. That was the name that I thought since the beginning. I'm like, I, I only want to focus on weddings. I don't want to do nothing else. You know, of course, that changed later. <laughs> uh -huh. But um, that was the name that I always thought about. Um, and the, uh, since the first wedding that I did, I was like, that was on 20, what year you got married? 20, so 2021, mm -hmm. 2020, 2020 and 2021. So that's, we were still during the pandemic yeah. stuff, right? Yeah. So a lot of the couples that were coming to me, it was like, oh, because like the vendors that I had, they're like already booked and they we had to change the date mm -hmm. and this and that so i really need someone it, it's it was mainly family and friends from people that i had already done their weddings mm -hmm. and they're like okay well if you can find that vendor that the coordinator or planner reach out to her i'm sure she can help you and i was feeling the pressure right <laughs> and then i felt sorry for these couples that they couldn't have their wedding the way they wanted because of covid so mm. i'm like bueno maybe let's wear you like pobrecitos yeah so you did it you went through and how was covid dealing with covid they're having to do weddings because i know for a long time nothing was happening but then when they opened to where we were able to do some events i mean people were flooding those venues yeah. with a lot of events people were getting married thursday yeah. friday saturday sunday yeah. Still, was there a lot of work at that time for you? I was barely starting like mm. the actual, like my actual company. So yes, there was yeah. a lot of business out there. Pero, of course, I had already, my baby, my baby was here already. No, actually I was pregnant. Never mind. I had, my baby was already here. He was little. So my husband was like, I know you love this and everything, but that baby needs his mom too. And you yeah. can be gone the whole time, right? 
And then I will be at the weddings and miss my baby. And I'm like, what am I doing here? What am I doing here? Mm, I miss my baby. Yeah. So I'm like, no, no, no. So I have to like, you know, just take um, a small amount of weddings per year. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. Tell me the difference between a wedding, uh, a, a, a wedding planner and then a wedding coordinator. What are the main differences and the misunderstandings of what are, which, what is what? So a wedding planner usually um, helps you with pretty much everything from setting up, a, you know, a budget, uh, choosing vendors and, you know, designing a lot of the stuff. Mm -hmm. Me, it's more like um, I show up. Of course, I start working with them a month before their wedding, but I'm just there the whole the, the day of the uh, actual wedding. I don't... Uh, pick the vendors for them i don't you know design stuff for them and all that it's mm -hmm. it's not like that it's it's just like couples come to me with some of their vendors and they're like okay so these are the vendors that i have and i have to handle their you know you know them not not like the planner the planner is like more in charge of the whole thing and mm -hmm. i don't do communication with uh a lot of the vendors to make sure that hey so are you, do you have this and this and that i don't do that i mm -hmm. i just go by whatever the couple decided to you know to um to get from like let's say a dj mm -hmm. are they doing um you know the coast parks uh, music lighting and all that i just check that they have it right right and that's it planners know that they they are the ones that design everything with the couples yeah. and i, I I don't like that. No. <laughs> no. No te nace, no te nace no me nace. too much. So last year, honestly, was my biggest year. And I people was calling me left and right, left and right for planning. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> no, I don't do planning because it's, it's it's a lot of work. It coordinating it's a lot of work and then adding more to it, it was something that I'm uh, it's something that I really don't see myself doing. Yeah, but then you said earlier something too that you like um, a wedding, like a couple that comes to you. Uh, you have them. I don't know how it goes, but you usually have like some meeting, and you really gotta kind of like an interview. You ask them a lot of things because you want to make sure that you know exactly what they're going to go, what direction, mm -hmm. whether it be cultural, whether it be stuff like that. Is that part of the things that you do? Is there like a consultation that takes place? Yes, so you do a consultation, and of course, as I'm getting more and more, ex well, more experienced by now, um, I learned that you have to do a lot of questions so to make sure that the couple is the right fit for you and that they're, you know, vice versa. Because not because they reach out to you, it means that you will be able to work with them. So, right. of course, I had to deny some couples. Some couples are like, never mind, and I'm okay with that because you don't want to be working with, you know, people that, you just, you you guys are not matching. It's like. What parts usually do you, um, it's great that you're honest, right? Because some people, like you said, it's great that you don't do it for the money either. Mm -hmm. That you enjoy because other people will be like, how can you not get along with a couple if that's who you're going to be working with and wanted to do it just for the money? Because you can kind of sort of see logically something's not mm -hmm. going to go down correctly. So whenever you do that, uh, why do you, what is the most challenges as far as the reason why you're not able to work with a couple? Is this just something that you hear that you're just not going to go? Um, when I start uh, hearing like 
the type of ceremony that they want to do. I'm Catholic. Mm -hmm. I'm, I work with Catholic Christians, Baptists, you know, Christian couples. Mm -hmm. But I, I'm not open to doing any other non, I guess, out of that line because mm -hmm. I don't have the experience and that's something that I don't feel comfortable with. And when I hear like they want to do some stuff that it just don't sit right with me, that's when I'm like, you know what? I unfortunately don't do those type of ceremonies, but I can refer you to other people and this and that. Is and that I more like religious beliefs or just because you just, it's just something that you wouldn't be able, you will fail at it because you're not familiar with what the traditions or custom is and the way that it flows for for that particular religion? I think it's more like a religious and the way it sits with my persona. Like mm -hmm. when someone brings something up to me, it's like, I don't feel comfortable with it. And, you know, people ask me, okay, if you're Catholic, why are you doing other? Because they, they believe in Jesus Christ or, you know, they believe in there's, there's a God somewhere, you know, like it's not like these other non-traditional or non-religious weddings that they're talking or doing stuff that it's, feel uncomfortable like mm -hmm. i don't know it's just a really difficult topic to talk about but i i'm honest like yeah yeah i'm like no i mean it's great and it's appreciated that you're able to do that you you rather i mean it's not the wrong with who you want to work with as far as because for you what you believe in it sits better than somebody that you just know is not for you and you're not gonna push yourself to do that because the results might not be so great so and why would you want to uh, push yourself into that. It's not your belief yeah. that you feel comfortable with. I think it's great that you feel comfortable with the ones you want to. And, and it's great that you refer them to somebody else that might be mm -hmm. able to help them out, that you might know that they can uh, take care of their needs for that reason. That reason, you know? So I don't see nothing wrong with it. Yeah. So to each your own. I mean, there's plenty of them. But it's, it's a good thing. What are the challenges is there that you can't surpass and you turn away the couples? Um... That or uh, when we start, ha when we go into the, the budget, like, okay, so you have this amount of money, but you're wanting to hire a vendor with $700, but you're expecting them to bring up stuff like they are getting paid $3,000. Mm -hmm. You got to be realistic <laughs> because I tell them ahead of time, it's like, no, the, the couples think that all vendors are like cheap until they're getting married and they realize that they're not. So when I see that they're not really being uh, open-minded about the actual cost of the vendors right now, I tell them, you know what, you know, probably I'm going to have issues with them paying me too, but mainly we're going to have issues the day of the event because they were not, they're not going to be able to pay vendors mm. that day. And we have had that. Where I'm like, oh, I should have turned this down. But hey, I felt bad. I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and help them. But I think it's just non-realistic. Have you, have you came to the realization that being a good person and a business person sometimes don't mix? And you have to be stern, not cold, but unfortunately realistic. The fact that unfortunately some people sweating expectation for the budget is just not it. Yeah. And even though you want to be a good person helping them out, you're the one that ends up being put it put in the hot seat because you're the one that has to talk to the vendors and try to get the money and paid. Or, you know, I know you're a good person, so I don't know if it comes out of pocket, but I don't doubt if maybe at one time it came out of pocket to take care of a vendor because they couldn't pay. 
I haven't, I was put in a situation like that once, uh, but I literally just say, no, I will not be paying on my packet. If you can afford it, this vendor has to go. That's my, like, I'm firm about that. But other times, I remember that one time I did a wedding. I was helping out this couple to, um, you know, come up with their timeline and, you know, the questions with what vendors have you hired? Uh, what are you uh, needing and this and that. And when I realized that she hadn't really picked a DJ, but they still wanted music, I told her. So, you know, you can have a wedding without a DJ. You can just have music, you know, a, a smaller wedding, first of all, and just have someone in charge of the music with an iPad or mm -hmm. something. And if, if that's the case, but you can't expect to have all this dancing in all this production when we don't have a DJ. And I have done weddings like that. I don't mind. You know, I work with couples with all budgets as long as they're, you know, um, that they're aware that mm -hmm. they got to pay money for stuff, right? But I remember that one couple um, who we came to realize that they were not going to have enough money to do a big wedding. So I talked to them and I told them, just be realistic. You really don't have the budget to do a wedding for more than 100 uh, people. Mm -hmm. So you can pick and choose what you want to do. Either you do a wedding for 100 people, but you're going to struggle or do a smaller wedding. And after having um, several meetings, uh, they were honest with me and they told me, you know what, we're just going to do a small wedding for 20 people. We're going to get married in church. We're going to go to a, um, a little restaurant yeah. and that's it. And she's like, and I apologize because I wasted your time. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to apologize with me because I would rather have you um, make that decision right now than like days before your wedding. We're still planning, yeah. you know. I feel so strange about those things because I'm part of some of the events sometimes as far as like emceeing and DJing. And, and I know just by looking where I'm, where I'm at, how much it costs. I know it costs a lot of money to me, maybe because I'm doing different things that it doesn't make sense to get in, fi in financial issues in depth to get married because I don't feel like you're prepared to get married if you're having to do that. That's just my opinion yeah. as far as that. If you're having to put yourself in depth to get married, I don't think it's the time for you to get married. But people want to get married. But it's great that you're doing it just for you and your significant other to be together and have you important people. Because a lot of the times it's more for society to see see them look at us, look at our family, look how big we're doing, look mm -hmm. how big our wedding is, yeah. instead of like, what is the real reason why we're getting married? You know, yeah. we love each other, we want to be together, and we want our special people to be here. So it's great that that couple was able to be, you know, realistic and have a heart to heart with you to say, you know, we're gonna do it like this. The reason why we're getting married is because of this, and mm -hmm. that's that's what we want to do it for. Yeah, and yeah. I was happy, and yeah. I was happy. I think I seen uh, a lot of weddings, a lot of couples. I see when they're, I can tell when they're going to be happy, when they're not because of the way they're reacting and respecting each other throughout the whole, uh, you know, process of us putting yeah. together the timeline. Uh, when we talk to vendors and this and that. And, you know, I, I, some of them, I do have them on social media and I'm like, I knew. <laughs> so you kind of sort of already guessed. Yes. <laughs> This is just an observation. Don't be get mad, people. I'm just saying you can already kind of sort of tell they're not going to make it. It's like a 50% chance of you're going to be divorced when you get married. I think yeah. the statistic was like 50-50 chance, yeah. right? 
with your knowledge and everything you've seen, you can already kind of sort of tell the 50-50 which way they're going to go. Yeah, everything starts yeah. with, like you say, what's the, why is the reason um, they're getting married? Are they getting married because they love each other? Uh-huh. Are they getting married because they're getting peer pressure from family members or because they want to be cool? Because honestly, last year I saw that, a, a huge increase on people inquiring about weddings. And if you look at the weddings uh, from last year, a lot of the weddings were very similar. Mm. It's like, okay, this is becoming like a trend that they want to get married, put it on social media, and everybody's, their decorations are the same, their vendors are the same, and it's like, okay, what about your personality? Yeah. (laughs) What about looking back 20, 30, 40 years back, and you're going to be like, but I really didn't like that. You were just doing it because other people was doing it. It's like, that's what I had. Um from a lot of the couples but let me tell you i'm gonna be honest i'm really honest i did reject a lot of weddings last year especially when i was already like fed up with a lot of the weddings that i had and i was seeing that the vendors because when you know they send me or um an inquiry i request for them to uh put in there how many vendors and who have they hired and when i saw that it was just like the same vendors the same venue the same these, the same that, and I'm like, no, 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 like, I can't be doing this. Like, it will be easier for me because I did it before, but like, no, I can't. Is that because of the vendors who they were that you just didn't click together? So, no, or just that's another topic, but no, <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. it's just like for me, it was like, just you know, do the wedding. Like, do your own wedding. Don't don't copy anyone's wedding. Just do your own wedding. So you feel like the reason why there was the same vendors because they all saw that they're that that type of wedding somewhere else, and they just they're the ones the vendors that provide that type of service. So they wanted just to follow suit and grab them instead of having know. their own vendors. I don't know. I don't know. Social media is huge right now, and I remember seeing a lot of these YouTubers or TikTokers that they mm-hmm. got married last year. And then one after the other, you look at their videos and their weddings were similar. And then I started seeing that with my customers and I'm like, hmm, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So I sent you a, we're going to get into a little bit of that tea. Not too much because you, we want her customers to keep coming back. I sent you a video. <laughs> Of this one guy I was talking about, I think he was some kind of coordinator, wedding coordinator, wedding, wedding planner, that he was talking about how that they, they didn't want any kids mm-hmm. at the venue. They did not want kids at the venue at all. They told everybody. However, one of the relatives, unfortunately, for whatever reason, they couldn't accommodate uh, the, a babysitter and, and they brought the kid in. It was, the venue was a, a beautiful venue, apparently, a lot of glass. Yeah, Something happened with the kid where he was doing his thing and unfortunately there was a tragedy where he got cut with some glass they didn't find him till 10 minutes after he had been bleeding and unfortunately the little kid uh, passed away yeah and it was it's tragic tragic but a lot of the times like i don't know if you do events where the 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 actual a couple don't want kids for the same reason that it's not like it's a liability, but kids are going to be kids, right? Yeah. They don't know any better. They're going to do what kids do. But a lot of the times people don't want that. And they frown upon the couple because 
they they don't maybe they forget your wedding. I don't want to go if I can't bring my kid. But it's understandable sometimes, right? Yeah. Do you ever run into the situations like that? Um. Yeah. Honestly, yes. And I always tell my couples, just be honest if you want kids or not. Just be honest, and we gotta be firm and talk to your fiance, talk to each other, make the right decision, whatever right. fits best for your family. Most of my couples, they do allow kids, but every now and then I do get those couples that there are no kids. I remember a wedding that I did last year where uh, they had, um, they didn't want any kids, but they still had a family member that showed up with the kid. And at that time, the couple were okay with it. They're like, it's okay. Because they saw when they arrived. And I'm like, what if they wouldn't be like, they wouldn't be by the entrance and they wouldn't have seen that people coming with the baby? Would have they got mad if they allow mm -hmm. if i allow it to be you know for them to stay um but i'm always prepared when that happens it's like i'm i'm the one that always says no yeah it's like i'm not gonna do a yes just to please the uh you know the guests or vendors yeah <laughs> i'm more like i gotta make sure that the couple it's happy at the end of the day if i have to be the one that says you're not doing this you got to go. I'm willing to do that. Yeah. That's another thing that trips me up too about a guest. Like you were a guest. You were important to the couple. So with that, I'm not saying there's a way to behave, but like you're being invited because they're important to you. But to act wild expectation of them, of, of the things that the couple want, not you. Yeah. The couple wants this and you go out your way to not obey what they want on their special day. That's what I don't get sometimes about guests. You know, like you're already going to drink, you're already going to dance, you're already going to drink for free, eat what you want. You're apparently somebody important, but like just reciprocate that, that love for the couple and, and just honor what their, their, their actual requests are. And sometimes I just don't get it for guests. <laughs> it's just people don't understand. They don't, respect oh i guess because they haven't been in that position yeah and they they don't know what it's like um i seen all kind of stuff in weddings and then only that but some of the times they don't you know how much you spend some or not maybe a general idea yeah. but there's a lot of money that you know even though again if they, if if they do have the money the resource to get paid there's still a lot of money that gets involved in getting married and having everybody be happy to just you being a guest and want to kind of sort of like maybe run the place or maybe not do what they're asking you to do for whatever reason. It's just kind of weird to me. People don't respect. <laughs> That's my thing. Like, I've seen so many things. I'm telling you, like, I'm already like, okay. Okay, tell me, mm. the, tell me the top three things that you've seen that you were just like, wow, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> No? Oh my God! You always put your you always think you get in trouble without no. disclosing the names, no events, no, just no, in no. general. No, I don't think I'll get in trouble because I think some of them they don't even know that happened. Ah. Uh, others do. Others, of course, they do know. <laughs> We're um, not gonna say no names or anything. No, or but or... I remember that this uh -huh. little kid peeing. So I had to. There were a lot of kids. I'm not gonna say who's wedding. Uh huh. <laughs> but there was a lot of kids in that kids in that area. Yeah. And they're like, they kept coming back to me, like security, we like, 
hey, I'm going to have to shut down the patio because there's a lot of kids and this and that. And I kept going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And go get your parent. You can be here by yourself and this and that. The DJ uh, gave an announcement. The group gave an announcement. And the kids were like, wild. But I don't blame the kids. It's always the parents. Yeah, yeah, it's always the parents, parents, right? So I I was like fed up with with the security coming up to me. I made the decision of closing the patio. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to close it and I don't care. Mm-hmm. So um, I went and, cl- and I was about to close the door when I see a little kid peeing in the tree in the middle of the patio. And, you know, they had that artificial glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was like, what in the world? <laughs> and he was there by all by himself. And I'm like, where is your, where are your parents? And he started saying, you know, bad words and this. And I'm like, go, get inside, get inside, because I'm going to lock this door and you're going to stay, <laughs> you know, out here. So that's one. The other one, I would say, um, this, ben, no bender, but this um, couple, bride couple that, I would say the bride. Um, she didn't want to follow directions on how things were done when, you know, it comes to payments. Mm-hmm. You know, when you get to the venue, you got to pay security as mm-hmm. soon as the, they get there because yeah. that's how it works. That's how it works. And they didn't want to pay them. I kept coming back to her like, hey, we need to pay them. We need to pay them. We need to pay them. And she was like just ignoring me. And I, she was in a really bad mood, honestly, because things were um, coming the way she wanted because right. of the vendor, not, not hiring vendors to do certain things and relying on family and family didn't show up for her. So m- me and the girls, well, that time her, um, we step in to help and this as much as we could, but you know, mm-hmm. Hey, I'm not a designer for flowers. I'm not, I don't know how to do none of that. And, but she was still upset and that she carried that throughout the whole event. And until, you know, security was like, if she doesn't pay me with, within the next hour, I'm going to have to shut down the yeah. event. And, and you I, can't drink if you don't have no security. Most venues don't let you have alcoholic. Um, the security was there. They were allowing drinks. Um, they weren't, they didn't threat me with that, which is okay. But I really didn't mind at that point. I'm mm-hmm. like, do what you got to do. Yeah. And I really told him, hey, you seen me go up to the couple, especially, you know, the bride and tell her because she was the one in charge of the money. And I told her a couple of times and she's ignoring me. So I can help you and I can do anything more. So you do what you got to do. He's like, I'm going to give her 15 more minutes. So again, I went and told the, the, the bride, hey, we got to pay security or they're going to shut down everything. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, I'm, I'm going to just after this, tell them that after I finish doing this and this and that. And I told her, we're in the middle of the presentation. If you do not pay them right now, they're, they're going to really shut down everything. She didn't really do. She didn't listen. They, um, they shut down the event. The, um, so it came up that she had really, she hadn't paid the DJ either. So. The DJ was upset and they're like, okay, well, if she's paying security, then she can pay me too because I can continue the event. So she had to do some stuff to get money because the people that was supposed to help her to pay those vendors mm. had not showed up in the wedding. Yeah. And I'm like, you, I told you you were supposed to have this money ready, not rely on people. But they shut down her event. She came up with the money later and was upset at everybody. 
and you know vendors were paid and we were able to continue but that was crazy how long did you start the party for I don't know. An hour, been an hour or so. Forty-five Maybe like minutes. Forty-five minutes. That, I bet that felt like a lifetime. I mean, for <laughs> me at that point, I was like, okay, if nothing can be okay, so the the security told me if she doesn't pay, we're shutting down the wedding, and she the couple is going to jail because they're doing something without having the money, and they agreed to pay us when we arrived here, but the money is nowhere, and then she. Owes the you know DJ five thousand dollars. Mm. I'm like, what in the world is this? Telling you, if you're not prepared to get married like that, so it's, and then not only that, but padrinos, you have to have super reliable padrinos if you're gonna do the padrinos. But you still have to have the you back, have to have the money. Don't the, rely yeah. on padrinos. I I always tell my couples, yeah, you gotta make sure that that padrino is sleeping next to you with the money because. They might not show up the day of the wedding. And that's sad, too, that they let, they did that to her, too, that they let her hang in, you know? So I can see where that 50-50 split, which way is going to go yeah. for her. Okay, one more. What was the last, the next one? Crazy wild one. What's it with the, is there any fighting? I, I'm glad yeah. the weddings, like, at least for most of the weddings that we're done with DJ Cream is mostly end at 11, 12. Yeah. I think it's a, the best time for yes. you to stop your yes. weddings because after that, Nothing good happens. Yeah. Uh, people get more drunk yeah. and then there's all kinds of stuff that happens afterwards. We haven't, we, only one, we went, seen a little crazy stuff. But other than that, it's like, not a big deal. I had couples um, that want to do weddings that end at, you know, one, two, even one that I got an inquiry at 4 a.m. 4 a.m. And I was like, what in the world is this? I always say no to those long ones because it's like honestly that's a that's a lot of time that's too much. Um but I think now the venues don't want you to um get more time with them like you know you can pay extra to stay there longer. But some venues they know that everything is a liability. Mm -hmm. So if someone gets in an accident or something there's going to be investigations if the venue is open late and this and this and that. So most of the venues that I seen, they the latest you can uh, end your party is midnight, yeah, and then you have from midnight to one um, for cleanup, and that's their like very strict like we don't want to do it any longer. Makes sense though because again, there's more alcohol flowing, and then she just it just becomes wild. And again, you're right, the liability is just more stuff if something happens. Yeah. So man, but anyways, what other one? One more. <laughs> I think the this one is the one that one of my I love the couple. Mm -hmm. Like I really love working with that couple. And I was so upset when this vendor didn't do the well. They fucked up. Really they messed bad. up big time. Big time. I'm sorry for the word, yeah, but it's, it's, good. I can't find another word for them. So it was a major F up. The vendors show up at the wrong location mm. to deliver food, right? Okay, I'm doing logistics. Okay, you can still get here on time if you pick up stuff now. Get coming this way now. Okay. But they were lying to me mm -hmm. about the location that they arrived. They said, oh, we're like 30 minutes from there. I'm like, no biggie. Perfect, yeah, come no on, biggie. come this way. Well, they were actually two hours away. Jesus. More lies. Okay, so that was in Eat. The 
they, um, you know, the ceremony ended. We have to, you know, start with other stuff to keep, mm -hmm. you know, guests um, entertained and people was hungry, even though they had, you know, a cocktail hours. So there were little, you know, you know, desserts and everything going on, but it wasn't food. So people was hungry, starving. Mm -hmm. And I still wouldn't um, hear back from the vendor how, how far were they from the venue. And I'm like, I was freaking out. I called the owner. We were in communication and they were lying to me, just lying and lying and lying. And I'm like, I'm, I don't know what to say to the couple. The couple was the sweetest. I really, I always have them in my mind. And I, man, I wish I could have done something else. But there was, you didn't hire the vendors. They, they're the ones that found yes. them, right? Yeah. What was the solution? What would, how did how did, would it work out? How did it work out? Did they get really, really late there? Well, that wasn't the worst. Mm, oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for checking out this full episode of the Global Land Facts Podcast. Make sure you go and subscribe. Leave us a thumbs up. Leave us a comment that you were here today. Thank you very much. Till next time. So they arrived. Finally, they arrived there after us having to do a lot of things to keep guests entertained. They finally arrived there. Uh, when they arrived there, the conditions that they brought food into the venue was like what is this not very sanitary not that and then okay so they clean everything look nice whatever okay i'm like okay i hope nobody gets sick hopefully anything i'm like but they're the ones with the license they know what they're doing they have you know control of that hopefully okay so we start serving guests finally and then we ran out of food and we didn't feed like, I don't know, 40, 60 people. Jesus. You're a lot of people. And I called the, vent the owner of the company and I told them, you knew them better for how many people you were supposed to bring food for. Mm -hmm. And what pissed me off was when the people that was delivering the food, uh, she opens the door and I'm already in the parking lot willing to help her. You know, like, let's get this going. Mm -hmm. And I, I asked her, so what happened? And she's like, oh, my sister put, uh, put the address. She just put the name of the venue, but she didn't really care to put which venue because they have multiple. You probably mm -hmm. know which one. The spring? Yes, the springs. <laughs> springs got a lot. Uh -huh. So <laughs> yeah. they, um, she's like, um, but I mean, it's okay. We're here. And I'm like, what do you mean you're here? You're late. We're, this is going, you know, we have too much going on. You're crazy. Yeah. <laughs> And then we were in the kitchen cleaning, uh, you know, helping them. And I step out of the kitchen and my one of my assistants stay there. And she's like, Mireya, I need to tell you this before they leave because you know what you got to do. And I'm like, what? This lady that came to deliver the food say that she wasn't really worried about being late because the couple seemed to be so nice. And they knew that they were good Christians and they were going to forgive them. Oh, man. That's so wrong. That pissed me off. Mm -hmm. And I went into the kitchen. I told them, I don't care if they're Christian, whatever religion they are, you don't do this. Yeah. You do not do this. And mm -hmm. I called the owner of the um, company and I told them what happened. I don't know what happened from there. I don't care. But I told them, whenever I see your name in one of my uh, couples, you're literally, I'm going to make them cancel your contract because I don't care how much you promise you change. I don't know about that. And this was horrible, what you did to my couple. Yeah. Because literally, I, we were thinking of going to go buy pigs out, yeah. going to do this and this and that. But we didn't have enough time anymore. 
we didn't. We were so far, you know, the springs are in the middle of the country middle sometimes. Yep, sometimes. So it's like the venue, the uh, event was going to end in like an hour and a half. That wasn't going to be enough for the for even the pizza place to make enough pizza for the remaining of the people. Mm. And I talked to the couple and I told them, you know, I'm sorry. But by then they were already seeing all the, you know, things happening. And I have to give them the bad news that. Because people were coming in. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, they go to the couple. We're not getting this. We're not getting that. Let them enjoy the day. Yeah. But they were going to the couple and complained that they didn't get to eat. So I, I literally have to pull them from the wedding. I told them, you know what? I hate to tell you this, but unfortunately, there's no more food for, the, for your guests. So this is what's happening. That's why there's a lot going on. And, you know, personally, I hate to see my, I, that was the only time I seen my bride cry for, you know, mm -hmm. situation like that. And until this day, I'm so upset. <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. I'm so upset. Yeah. Have you run into that vendor before again? No. Ever no, again? No, but I know who they are. <laughs> I have their number and everything saved because, you know, probably they, they, they're probably doing better, I hope. But still, it's like, once you have an experience like that, just don't want to deal with that. At one point, I guess the owner should know better. But at the same yeah. time, the audacity of that person saying that, that the people were going to be okay for you messing up because they're going to forgive you because they know that you're, they're good people. Yeah. You know what I mean? That that you're just taking off. advantage yeah. of just knowing that they're good people. And that it just makes you one of the worst kind of individuals out there. If you're willing to be, oh, I can mess up because they're just going to forgive me. And, you know, like, I'm I'm a coordinator. Of course, I'm going to check every little detail. But the yeah. way they would show up, dressed, showing everything here, down here, and just it didn't look right. No uniform. No nothing. uniform, nothing. Spaghetti shorts, showing everything. This is, believe me, this was a Baptist wedding where all my guests were nicely dressed, girls and guys. Nobody mm -hmm. was showing nothing. Mm -hmm. But things were sh showing over here in the, wow. you know, food area. And I was like, I wanted to grab a, you know, a blanket or something. Be like, swear <laughs> this, please. Mantel de la mesa or something. Would you mind, like, I was willing to pay for that uh, mantel as long as I would put it on top, you know. Like, that's wow. But I'm like, okay, no me puedo meter ahí because, like, that's, they can get, you know. I don't know, in trouble with their, I don't know. I didn't think of anything else and just criticize something in my, in my head. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I had a, a message you about a few questions. I don't know if you have anything in mind that you had in mind that you wanted to discuss, say, talk about anything like that popped in mind? Mm, maybe the um, the respect uh -huh. from vendor to vendor. Okay. So you kind of sort of don't see that sometimes? Yeah. And I, I can see where that's coming from. Mm -hmm. where there's lack of communication. I get it. But I feel like there's some vendors out there that they're not really interested in working together because they want to be the star of the, event, of, the, of the event. And, you know, I understand if you're like mm -hmm. a, a really well-known vendor for DJ, photo, video, whatever. But 
you still have to work together because we need to make sure we're on the same page. Yeah. And so I had run into situations when some vendors don't want to work together. They want to do the, their own thing and they don't care about you doing your own, you know, your, you had your timeline and they they probably have, they, they have their own and they're doing things their own way. And I'm over here like, but this is not what we plan. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I wish vendors, um, We'll be open and working together as a team, not as a competition or I'm doing better than you and this and that. I think that's why a reason why we click a lot is because I feel the same way whenever we're doing that. We just like have to be part of the the whole. It's not for us. It's for the people that are getting married or, uh, you know, the people who the event is for. You know what I mean? And we got to make everything to be able to be able to make sure it's done right, correctly, Effectively, you don't have to be concerned. If there's things that pop up, it's nothing to do with anything that we did. It's just things off, off like things that are rare that happen, but nothing to do with the work that we do. You know what yeah. I mean? So I, I like that because it's true. I mean, and at the end of the day, even the vendors, like you're just getting paid for a service, yeah. even if you're that good to provide a service for this couple that got you. So you need to be able to, again, customer service, be able to cater to what they want mm-hmm. you to do work together with the coordinator to get the timeline because you have particular times you want to hit because you have to be out of the venue at a particular time. So you need to, you know, kind of sort of fall in with the program. Yeah. Not in a bad way, but like, dude, you, this is not you. I mean, I get it. You might be like a superstar in your area, but that's going to do with this, yeah. their, their day, not your day. And unfortunately, some couples, they do realize what it, cheaty person that vendor they hire after all yeah the day of the wedding because they realize that they're not working together and they're doing their own thing and they're like but this is not what we planned with my coordinator and they're like oh but it's better to do it this time and they're like no because we had this and this and this Mm -hmm. and i feel bad i feel bad because some of them they can be like i don't care either we do it like this or we don't do it so i I'm, i'm like you know what it's okay. I'll figure something out. If they, they don't want to cooperate, that's fine. Let's just do do what they're doing and I'll figure something. So I go back into my timeline and start moving things and everything, you know? I think uh, I like that part about the, you figuring it out after somebody's not cooperative and they don't want to cooperate with the, everything that's supposed to flow. Then you immediately can troubleshoot and find ways to adjust so things can keep moving. Because one player, one team player don't want to be team player yeah. <laughs> so that's great that's uh awesome uh where does your patience come from because a lot of these events coordinating events and dealing with people uh there's a lot of patience that has to be involved with where do you where did it come from <laughs> i work in customer service uh, for years and years and years and years so <laughs> i heard everything yeah so it's like i i was just a customer service representative then i became a supervisor and then just you know going up and up and up so i will get like those calls from people when they're like ready to hear a yes from you or they're not gonna go nowhere so it's like you know sometimes people are not really um they're not paying attention to what they're saying or they're just going by emotions and i'm more like um como se dice como yo pienso more logical more logical Mm -hmm. and i'm like if i i do things with my feelings Nothing is get is gonna get done, and you still gotta move on yeah. and do things. So I'm more like, okay, let's use logic. So I start just listening to people, like, and my mind is like, okay, she's complaining about this, and I'm 
putting it together. How are we going to solve this? Where they're like this and it's, and I'm like, okay, we'll figure something out. And then I leave and they're like, but how can you do it? Oh my God, this was amazing. I'm like, because they're always just wanting to vent yeah, and I'm over yeah. here thinking about solutions. <laughs> I used to do customer service too. And then I used to have this lady that just, just uh, winter storm hit or electricity went out. She just went in. As soon as I opened the lines, just, just and I just turned the volume down, and I'm like, mm-hmm. "Yes, ma'am. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. Okay." And then, like, about five minutes later, you know what? Thank you. I just wanted to vent to somebody. Yeah. I don't need anything. Okay, bye. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. what she wanted to do. Just, yeah. just get it all out because the last person hung up on her mm-hmm. and didn't let her. And I was just like, "It's yeah. not personal. I don't know this lady yeah. like that. You know, if yeah. I can help her, I can." Literally, all she wanted to do is go off on me for a little bit. And then I just listened to her because, again, nothing was happening yeah. to me. And then she just hung up. I thank you so much. And straight up hung up. I was like. And then I had people that talk so much and through their frustration that they get a resolution as they're talking. Yeah. And I'm just listening mm-hmm. to them. <laughs> I think I'm like that. <laughs> I'm, me, I'm more like a person that likes to talk and talk and talk and go off and this and this and that. But in me going off, I find my own solution. I'm like. I'm just wasting my time. I got to do this, this and this and that. You know what? I got a lot to do. <laughs> That's awesome. We're running short on time. Thank you very much for coming uh, and uh, sharing some of your, the things that you do. Uh, real quickly, before I let you go, what is the, all your social media? Where can people reach you at if they want to, you know, for the things that you cater for, for the people that you like to work with, uh, where can they reach you at? Uh, all my social media, it's under Weddings by Mireya. Uh, Instagram, uh, what is it? Facebook and now TikTok. TikTok. <laughs> Irene put your Irene put you on TikTok game. She is the major reason why I'm on social media. Anything you see on my social yeah. media is pretty much because of her. Like me, I don't have like the mind for that. It's her. Awesome. No, no, I can't do none of that. That's awesome. No. All right, find her on social media. We'll put the, all the links on the description. What is a very important lesson that you learn? when you began doing wedding coordinating that you would tell your younger self that will help somebody else out, what would that be? Have compassion for others Mm -hmm. as much as you don't want to just have compassion because like we talked earlier about Mm -hmm. some people come from different backgrounds. They have different, you know, mentalities and ways to do things. And you have your own too. So just have compassion for everybody. Awesome. This was a little deeper. Sometimes, usually throughout my day or when I wake up, I say something along those lines because I heard it a while back. I really like it. I'm not immortal. I am mortal and I will die one day. And that's not to scare me, to frighten and terrorize me, put me in a, in a panic. But it's just reality. It's lo que pasa en la vida, right? It's going to be real at one time. But it makes me hurry up and do stuff now and be continues to do things, be active. Yeah. With that, I wish you a long, long, prosperous life. However, when everything's said and done, what do you want people to think and feel about your life? Uh, I don't know. I never thought about that. <laughs> Maybe that I was a good person. <laughs> mm-hmm. That I was I was willing to help others. Mm, I don't know. That's a good question. I need to think about that. Those are pretty good ones. Those are pretty good ones. I just... uh. Don't be too good of a person to put yourself in a pickle. You no. know what I mean? That's how it happens good, to people. I mean, I'm a good person, but I know my limits. And it comes to my couples. Yeah. No. If they say no, it's a no. I don't care if you say yes a thousand times and you're going to accuse me with the president. 
Like, You're no still waiting and no. No, no, it's a no. <laughs> yes. Yeah, as I mentioned before, I appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I don't know if you ever did. I don't know if we ever seen you do interviews because I was looking for you. No. Looking for things mm -hmm. like this. No, this is the first time. But awesome. I'm Thank glad you. that you're able to uh, come share what you do, your, your little bit of your story and what got you and some of the challenges to get you here. You know, I'm glad your friend pushed you because I think you're really good. Thank I'm not you. just saying just because I work with you. It's because, you know, I've seen the, the videos and everything else that you put out, that she puts out. They look great. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure your couples, you know, I'm pretty sure the majority of your couples that I've seen are, you know, they like you. That's the reason why they keep referring you to different yes. people. So that's amazing that you do. And, uh, you know, just doing um, all the things that you do, I, I appreciate the, the the patience whenever we're with you. The, the fact that you already know when to do and come and tell me, even right next to me. Esto, ahorita, así, así, así. No, no, snap your fingers. No, snap your fingers. Pero... I need to add that. No, 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 no. Because people might take my budget. I'm just But yeah, I do appreciate your patience and your professionalism Thank as you. far as the things that you're moving. And I'm telling you, I see you working your magic and everything. And if you're nice enough, she might give you some conscious if they're left over. So without a I gave you more than that. I gave you coffee <sighs> yes, before, food. I always make yes. sure you guys eat. It's like All the vendors should make sure they eat. No. They got a table, make sure they get And I eat. always go to yes. DJ first because you guys yes. need to eat. Yeah. <laughs> so don't say just conchas. No, not, not just conchas. <laughs> food in general, she makes sure it's take care of. So without a doubt, you're definitely a global Latin, Latin factor. Mira, yeah, you're a global Latin factor. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. This was another episode of the Global Latin Factor Podcast. Remember... To subscribe. Don't be playing. You've been here watching too many videos already for free. Don't play. Subscribe today. <laughs> subscribe today. Give us a comment, like, thumbs up, all that. And remember, we are just like you. We are people. We are the spice in this melting pot. And it is the world till next time. Thank you so much for being part of the community, checking out this amazing story and this amazing episode. Make sure you go and subscribe to the channel and check out the episodes that we already have prepared for you. Thank you very much. Until next time. Pero para te infectes a flamingo, coming to Havana, en Rizón, Puerto Rico.